0: What's up warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy. And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give another disclaimer. We are not experts. We only talk about our experience. If anything triggers for you in this episode, talk to an expert. If you need help, please reach out to the appropriate lines. As always, we talk about Indo infertility and all the hard stuff. Thank you for joining us. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing, B? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good today. Yeah, how are your hormones and your body
1: and your mind? And we have been doing it. <laughs> so um, I have been on—I mean, the, I, this like hormone journey for about six months now. I think, like five months since I actually actively like started to change things, yeah, um and so I went from having like really bad um perimenopausal symptoms like almost every single day, like I was dealing with anxiety and fatigue and like really really bad brain fog, and um I'm sure there's a hundred other symptoms I just can't think of right now mm. so i I went from like really, really bad to like I'm doing much better like significantly better. So I would say like instead of like, you know, every single day I'm having like one or two days of symptoms and they're not like nearly as bad. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like my anxiety is better managed for sure. Um my allergies are still out of that's the other one. My allergies were out of control. They're still out of control. But (sighs) it's getting better. Like um it's so funny when you change stuff how quickly you can notice it now. So Um, the other day we had my niece's birthday party, and um, I made separate food for my brother and I, who's also gluten free. And um, I just ate—I ate like two meatballs off my mom's plate because I was like, "Oh, meatballs are safe, right?"
0: Oh and, no, they aren't.
1: Like, I got so congested, like I had like sinus pressure, and I was like, there's—I was like, there's gluten in something." And um, Tyler, my brother, was eating them like crazy too because their meatballs like they're safe they were not safe um and that's what he was like oh my stomach hurts like blah. blah, blah. Oh, no and um so I looked it up the next day and I was like mom I was like were these pre-cooked meatballs and um she's like yeah I grabbed them from GFS and um like they had wheat bread crumbs, they had parmesan cheese <laughs> oh, like, so much gluten I'm- in there it was. And I was like, it's just so funny. Cause like I only had two meatballs and like instantly, like I was so congested and I was like, that's so crazy that my body knows that quickly. I was like, I can tell you immediately if I ate something weird now, now I'm not as bad with dairy anymore. Like, Oh, that's I, interesting. Yeah. So it's really bad if it's like in conjunction with sugar. Yeah, So I think it's like lactose sugar, whatever. Um, so, but if I just eat like I can do like raw milk cheeses. So like um, unpasteurized, blue cheese, feta, goat cheese, like lower lactose cheeses. And I'm doing fine with those. That's so. crazy. How did, uh, how's coffee treating you or caffeine? I, um, so caffeine is okay. I mean, it's, I only have one cup typically now because it was like making my heart really racy and like really bad. I still can't do iced coffee, although I did do uh, a Dalgona, Dalgona the other day hmm. and which is like 90% milk and like, okay, this much coffee, like a shot and, or something in it. You no, know, it's so I it was like a huge, like trendy thing a couple years ago huh. that it was like the, um, you foam whip the coffee. So it's like called like oh, yeah. coffee or something. Um, so it's just like powdered instant coffee usually a sweetener and some water and you just whip it and then you put it on top of like I put it on top of oat milk that's awesome So I did that overdoing it or whatever yeah yeah I think it was just like the amount of coffee was so small in there but um yeah I haven't had like a iced coffee I said that the other day I was like I want an iced coffee so bad and um Jim's like you know it's
0: gonna make you feel terrible. <laughs> like, I know it well, is. I'm so glad that the coffees I sent you pictures of when I was in DC were the hot ones because oh yeah, I, I had the cold one. ones too that were wonderful. Mm-hmm. I
1: I just I love a hot coffee in the morning, but I want an iced coffee in the afternoon if mm-hmm. I'm gonna have like a second cup of coffee. But
0: it's not oh, fun. Well, I'm so so that was a to very long
1: <laughs> <laughs> recap of me saying that I'm definitely doing better. Like, um, so, my hormonal journey, I've changed like a hundred items. Right. So, I can't even tell you if it's just like mostly my diet or if it's just my supplements or if it's uh, some lifestyle changes. I can't even tell you any
0: of that. It's probably a little bit of all of it, to be honest. It, it might be. It's all of the things. So, that's awesome. If you yeah. guys didn't see it, be did do a hormone journey update post on Instagram yeah. so gives a little bit more details but I feel like we haven't got to record one on one for a minute. So we I wanted to update as much. all
1: of we took almost all of March off and just gave ourselves a little break. And yeah uh, well we didn't really give ourselves a break no. at all because we put Endometriosis every awareness day.
0: <laughs> so about
1: endo awareness month and yeah uh, lots of posting, really testimonials four <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Yeah, still edited. So, you had some pretty bad like PMDD stuff going on, didn't you? Or, like, yeah, just in general, like life stuff. So, you want to talk about it?
0: Yeah, um, I think I'm it's funny, I'm setting up a new therapist. Yay! First, we've done all the intake calls for the first appointments. Um, actually, the week I get to see you. Ooh. so you're gonna need it after you see me so you should probably have done it after the <laughs> prep work so I can handle you no I'm just kidding that's too. <laughs> you say I need it for you I was gonna say you're gonna get this brand new girl I'm gonna Ooh. be so awesome um I don't know if it's and that's not true but I will be a one because I'll be so happy you're here I'm and excited. if you guys miss the post on our stories we are going to a Snoop Dogg concert and I yeah we are don't think there's a better way for our first night in human (laughs) ever. Like, no, that's perfect. That's ideal. Yeah. So I've noticed the last couple of weeks, I do truly have the need for it again. And so I went through the screening process and I I think I found somebody that will really work. Um, I had a pretty bad period too, with that that came early. And so, I don't know if I just had like a bad combination of all of it, but that cycle itself was a pain in the butt. I was kind of excited it came early because it meant mm-hmm. it didn't show up in my trip. But and hopefully for our girls getaway. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe I'm on a new cycle. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you'll be on a new cycle now. If not, you guys all just have to hug me in Myrtle Beach. Um, but yeah. So that sucked. I, I do think I am somewhat functionally depressed. I, I I felt the tick, I think about two months ago. And I remember sharing it with you, B. that like things are just starting to overwhelm me. And well, I'm good for half the day. All of a sudden I just like, I I can't deal with it. And I truly, this is my personal belief. I think it's because I finally started moving towards child-free and Mm -hmm. making peace with my infertility. And now I'm looking at endometriosis square in the eyes for the first time and going, oh my gosh, this is forever. Well, and it's so defeating,
1: especially, let me say, when it has been in your face for the last month so actively that too so much information I mean which is great but also it's so much it's a constant
0: reminder about where we're at yeah and I think it's just for me it's just really hard because when I was sad about it being not a mom and no options and blah 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 like that just took up a lot of my feels but I feel at peace in that category that's amazing some PMDD might've brought up some tears when I was trying to say the world sure. hurdle, but I was also going, I swear I'm okay. Like it just, I was yeah. crying. Um, well, and
1: like, I know I said last time you're going to have waves of grief. Yeah. Like you're never going to be like 100% perfect. I'm never going to be a hundred percent perfect. Like I'm, I'm going to have, you're going to have waves of grief. And like, um, I think I posted on it the other day, just like very briefly the other day, um, someone, a brand new person I've never met before is like, do you have kids? And um, I was like, no, I don't have a uterus. Like I'm infertile, whatever. And she's like, oh, that doesn't mean you can't be a mom. Like, and I'm like, okay. <gasps> nope, I'm good. But also like, those are not appropriate things to say to people, but yeah, it was someone I'd never met. I knew that she didn't mean anything by it. Like, and it was very fleeting. Like it was, I, I
0: felt the emotion.
1: I was a little annoyed by it and then it was gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just had to grab my phone and look because I never remember um, Instagram names, but that mind body revival Mm -hmm. account. Her name is Aisha. Aisha posted a um, post today and it had like the circles where it was like infertility can cause. Hmm pain some people are child free and happy and they're and you're allowed to be in the middle and you're allowed to go back and forth and it really registered with me so I don't know I I've had some just depression I can't seem to be happy and I I know some of the triggers but it just seems to be more and more daunting endometriosis being the biggest trigger there and I know my body's getting sicker like I I can feel it getting worse and so part of me also is registering like Okay. You can't, you can't hide. You can't ignore it. Talking right. to other friendos and hearing their stories. Some of them going through so much more than I ever could imagine going through. And then me getting scared that like, I could be heading there because I'm not yeah. doing something just a lot. So I did find a therapist. Cause I, I, I think I'm more depressed than not. Um, I had a really long weekend in DC. And when I got to step away from my life and go do something different, I felt free. I felt calm. I had no issues. And the minute I stepped into my house, I was, I'm back. Um, I haven't right. slept very much because of the travel. And I was telling Betsy before the show started is KU won the national championship. And if anybody follows my IG, y'all know I'm a huge KU basketball fan. Go to games. Love it with a passion. I had zero emotion when we won last night. And I was That's like, hard. when you can tell you're not you, it's kind of strange. It's a hard. It's a hard place to be. Yeah. So I'm going to work on it. Um, pain and body, like I said, I had a flare up during my cycle, which sucked, but I learned to listen to my body and not like run 10 miles in DC. Like I wanted to, and I'm not going to the gym. If I walk eight, nine miles in DC, like understandable. I'm being a little bit more kind to my body and eating and I think it's helping. So yeah, I was going to say, how's the food situation going? Good. I, um, lost my appetite really bad with this cycle, which is one of the things like I always feel nauseous when my yeah. endo gets real bad. And so like the idea of eating sucks. And then when I eat, I feel dizzy. That was really crappy on my period. I just focused on eating some protein and things like that. And Rita was great. She told, she pointed out the really good things I did for thinking I failed. Um, but yeah, it was, it's not bad. I'm that's I'm why you sometimes, that's why you sometimes need. coach, like somebody to be like, Hey, this is what you've done. Well, like, don't beat yourself up. She's like, I know you said you didn't eat, but like, look at your week. You did fine. And I was like, but I ate pizza because I was at a birthday and you know, things like that. But I think it's helping. I definitely am learning a lot about gut health, which is really helpful because anybody with endometriosis, you probably have some digestion issues, especially Mm -hmm. on your period where you feel like you're in the bathroom all the time. Kind of learning about those enzymes and like what yeah. to add into my diet to try to fight that. And that was really, really rewarding this round to like for me to ask a coach with endometriosis go, hey, I'm getting sick to my stomach nonstop. Like what can I do? And it was of helpful. Fermented foods and yeah. So she suggested that I get back on uh fish oil. Okay. Which is super nice. So I am back on that on a daily Obviously, I started it during my last cycle, so I didn't really see any added benefits at that moment. Yeah. And then doing our favorite things like turmeric. Mm-hmm. Um, I take some probiotics, but I'm not actually huge on them. Yeah. So my gut's pretty sensitive. <laughs> I get that. But yeah, um, definitely trying to keep those inflammation down, talking about the bacteria is in your gut, you know, about the time and hormones, extra producing them and things like that. So a lot of ginger, a lot of turmeric, I'm probably forgetting something, but it helped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I try and
1: do. I try and do a lot of like fermented foods and I do a lot of like legumes, like beans and lentils Mm -hmm. and, um, that stuff that'll help your body process it better. Um, I don't know the science behind that. So I'm just saying what I've read pretty
0: much. (laughs) Reed has a good post. I'm working on some content about good health, just what works for me. Cause yeah. you know me, I'm not an expert, but I'll tell you all about anything. So oh, yeah. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, you have a really pretty can that I keep seeing. So what you sipping on over there? Oh, yes. So oh. I've been very excited about this. So I got
1: it at one of our local stores the other day. So it's called moment. Ooh. And it says drink your meditation.
0: Oh, sold
1: right? So it has, <laughs> I mean, it has filtered orange, filtered water, filtered orange juice, filtered water, um, orange, blood orange juice, organic lemon juice, rooibus, brooibus, the tea, I don't know how oh, to say okay. it. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ashwagandha, L-theanine, which is an adaptogen, I don't know. So it actually is really good. It's super light. Cause I was like, is it gonna be so sweet? So um so is yeah, it so, kind of just like a
0: a flavored sparkling
1: water? Yeah, it pretty much is. Um, so it says um natural adaptogens because increase alpha brain waves just like meditation, find oh, wow. clarity, um, reset with ashwagandha.
0: That sounds amazing. And it's it good. does sound amazing. It is good. Yeah, it tastes really good. That's awesome. I need to do that with some like EFT tapping. So I've been doing a lot of that. The most just zen out. Zen. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. No,
1: I actually did download an app that someone sent me the other day to do some tapping. So I've done it a couple times
0: too. Yeah, it's so relaxing. Um so oh, yeah, what you, are you drinking? Well, you had told me that you were excited about your drink, which in natural Kaylee we, I took that as a competition. <laughs> like I'm going to do better. I hadn't even thought about my drink and I was like, I better show up. So, um, I decided to make me a drink this week. There was a tequila buying experience a couple weekends ago. We're not going to talk about how many tequilas were bought. Um, by the way, you and I Jean love a tequila though. Have, so I will have a lot of tequila a, to choose from a fresh margarita. Good. <laughs> okay. I have, I have some expensive tequila for you and Jim to enjoy. It's going to be great. Perfect. So. <laughs> I had to make this from scratch. So it is um, 818 tequila, which is the Kendall Jenner tequila. I haven't tried it yet. They were out of my Blanco. So I got the 818 Blanco. And then I squeezed like a half a lemon, half a lime, added Mm -hmm. some raspberries. And then I have a sparkling peach water in there. Oh, that sounds good. So very, very, very simple, but tasty. And I actually really like it. Yeah. Sometimes those
1: are my favorite ones. Just like the super simple, but like flavorful cocktails I've been drinking like very minimum like a, a drink here or there not as like non-drinky as I was before but yeah i have to be very cautious like um I had a margarita the other night at dinner and I slept
0: terrible like and I was like I'm with sugar I like one margarita and I was like I had two small like airplane glasses of red wine on my way home out like a rock for like the last, of course, only the last thirty minutes of the flight. Right, and so we start descending, and I'm like, my body cannot wake up. I'm so sorry. So, how did do
1: you have any reaction to red wine? Because that's supposed to be like one of the worst for your hormones. I don't know.
0: I don't okay. know. I will say I drink red wine the most, but I don't drink wine often, so I can't tell you like I paid enough attention. I will say I had a lot of weird body things after drinking those two glasses on Sunday, like my legs were like burning all of a sudden and like tingling. And I was like, I don't know if this is the yeah. plane or I'm having a heat flash or what it is. Um, but it was that's how I usually feel
1: in my face. Like I, it feels very tight and tingly. And after I drink
0: wine, I could feel it, but I don't, I'm also sitting in a could plane for other things three yeah. hours with a bum hip or two, like right. who knows what Endo did to me, but so now that we've chatted about our favorite subject, us, oh, yeah. us, do you want to talk about this week's subject? I didn't know there was a subject this week. I thought it was just us. I just missed you <laughs> and I wanted people to know that.
1: Oh, I feel like we have so much to catch up on. So what I are you know. doing?
0: <laughs> so we are going to talk about the spectrum of being kid-free to kid-less because I feel like me and you've kind of stumbled into more parts of this world than we were ever really a part of yeah. prior to the pod. Maybe- yeah, More of me than you. I think you had a a toe in at least. Yeah, like one little pinky toe or something. Just a pinky toe. (laughs) But I've for sure gotten more into
1: that spectrum of things, like well, at least part of that spectrum. Yeah.
0: For sure. And it's kind of funny because I think when we prepped the the idea when we were formatting this podcast, we didn't really know we were gonna jump into that area so much. I mean, obviously we were gonna talk about infertility, but it's I don't know. I would say you're advocating at this point. Like we're really trying to make there be a little bit more understanding that there's different forms of this and all are awesome. All are cool. All can be accepted. All should be supported.
1: I knew that there was some things being said to like infertile people and like specifically, I don't think I had any concept of like the stigma for child um, free people, like what that looks like for someone. Yeah. So I think as I've gotten like more involved in the child-free realm, I think this has become more important to me.
0: Yeah. And I think it's understand that for our group, since it is so mixed between kid-free, kidless, and infertility struggles to kind of make sure we're at least trying to communicate that um, because there's a lot of biased assumptions based off of each group. I feel like people within the groups who should be supporting each other, have some assumptions, like some jealousies yeah. or some irritations. Um, we've talked to a couple of our child-free friends and I think we've helped educate them that like, yeah, no, we're, we're kid-free now, but, yeah. um, but we didn't come to it the also,
1: same. Yeah. I think there's also like some, definitely some jealousy from some infertile people, like yeah. that someone else is choosing to be child-free. Like, no, for sure. I like was there for a I'm, while. Yeah. Like when I've struggled so much, how dare, like almost how dare you just like not even give it a shot. I
0: think so. for, for me, it was more of a, like, I, I, I couldn't understand not wanting think- something that I just couldn't live without. And right. I'm thankful that I've gotten to the point that I'm like, I'm good without, I won't say I'm kid free fully yet, but sure. I'm getting there. Yeah. It's been interesting. And then it, I had no idea that some of the kid free population are almost offended at times that child free want to join the kid free world and yeah it's very educational for me i think a conversation has cleared all of that up obviously it's mostly the parents that are mean but we also get yeah. privilege so jumping ahead but we get privilege for being infertile
1: i shared someone's post it was not even a post that i had done
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but it said something about being child free And someone messaged me directly and they're like, hey, that person's not child free because um, they they're childless. And I was like, I think people can call themselves whatever they want to call themselves personally. But I understand that, like, there is some of those people who are like almost kind of gatekeepy. I don't care what you call yourself, but I get it like what matters to me is what I refer to myself as.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, it's just important to explain it because it explains my journey. It may explain differences we have. So I did a kid-free meetup in the city a couple of weeks back and it was amazing. I think I was the only one that was going towards kid free after infertility. Everybody else was like, chose it. And it was, it was not a focal point at all. Honestly, we didn't even talk about kids that much. We went to a dog bar so there were none uh but we had a conversation and i just said yeah i, I don't relate to that subject because i'm i'm kid free after infertility is what i'm right. i'm working towards and they're like oh that makes a lot of sense and we just kind of moved on so if we do learn the terms about each other i think it gives us a lot of understanding i think for me and you it gives us some general understanding that like we haven't dealt with some of the hate and we get a yeah. haul pass sometimes and it's nice oh,
1: to know sure that who, people the feel guys. bad
0: yeah people feel bad for
1: us like unfortunately like not unfortunately like I get it no you, it's unfortunate you, it's, it's uneducated unfortunate. It, it is uneducated it's probably a better time like you don't necessarily know how to respond to somebody so in the example I used the other day where somebody was like oh you can still be a mom like something better to say would have been oh like how does that make mm-hmm. you feel or um, have you guys thought about, you know, pursuing, or do you want to tell me your story? Like, there are just so many other ways you could respond that are not like, oh, you can still do it like
0: hurrah. Like, yeah,
1: No, like I don't, I'm good. Thanks. I'm
0: good. You, that's rude. Yeah. yeah. So before we jump in and kind of just discuss what they are, yeah. a small PSA, um, uh, the reason why we want to talk about this on the pod is because we understand that there's many different circumstances and decisions and reasons why you may be childless, child-free. We support them all. And it's really important for us to verbalize that, to express it because it will help tear down the hate from any other communities. Um, As two individuals that have been led to infertility because of our chronic illnesses, we find the need to advocate. We find the need to explain the impact because it's shaped who we are as women, but it doesn't make our path or our way a little bit better than somebody else's. And we really just want to provide it like a platform for all of the spectrum that makes yeah. sense
1: yeah i think overall like just knowing that um we are all the same i mean like yeah. and i mean we've all had different journeys to get there but we're all the same like none of us have kids and like that's pretty much
0: the end yeah. of it and if we could do anything and i will talk for the entire child free and childless population is just to communicate that the only thing we're trying to do is be happy whether nope. that's because you'd be happy without ever trying to have kids or you want to quit being sad. And I think it's pretty crazy that there's judgment, there's hate towards a human trying to find their worth and their purpose and their happiness in everyday living. So, Hey, we'll be out there. We'll shout for it. Yeah. We'll tell people to back off. Yeah. And the
1: one thing that I always say, and I'm never ever going to stop saying it is your worth is not tied to another person. No. Like, having a kid's not going to make you better. Like, having a husband isn't going to make you better. Like yeah. you, you determine your own worth.
0: Big facts. So that being said, let's talk about being kidless or childless free. Um, okay. there's a couple different categories that we identify as. I know there's probably more we haven't even heard of, but let's start by this. I'm going to ask you to give me an explanation of them. And then on okay. the other one, we can flip-flop since, you know, I'm the newbie on the other one. All right. So let's start off the first one. If you had to explain to the general public or maybe to another group within the spectrum, what does kidless by circumstance mean to you? So I would say it is pretty
1: much what it sounds like. It's pretty self-explanatory, like usually some life event has led to a person being kidless, uh, maybe not necessarily by their choice. So it could be your age, you haven't found uh, a partner to have a child with, or you've chosen a different life path, um, fertility, male, male, or female, mm-hmm. um, any other reason could be there. Like there's,
0: I'm sure hundreds of reasons that I haven't even like thought about that. Yeah. Could be. When we refer to kidless, it's like something is missing. You're sad. So kidless yeah. by circumstance means you didn't choose to not have kids in a general sense, something prevented you from doing it. And you're still mourning that because it's a desire you would have. What about the specific one of kidless after infertility? Um,
1: I would say this one's way more specific. Like you've actually actively tried to have a baby and there's been a reason that you have not been able to like, for me, my organs were all cemented together and pretty much sucked. Um, yeah. Menopausal but, eggs. Yeah. In, but it's do, all the gross. Yep. So I would say that one's very specific. Um, you have tried to have a baby
0: you've discovered in the process that you're infertile in some way, shape or form. And I do think it's important for me when I have this conversation with others, I just say you desired kids, you tried for the kids and there's something within your makeup that's preventing yeah. it. Um, Cause I do sometimes feel like I get questioned could would you also qualify if you haven't adopted? Like yeah. I do get some questions sometimes. Yeah. It could also
1: be male factor. Like, yeah, you are fine completely, but your husband is, or
0: is not, or your wife, whatever. Uh, pop quiz. Yeah. What would you categorize somebody that is kidless, but they tried to adopt and it fell through? I would say by circumstance, by circumstance. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've, maybe it's after infertility. And circumstance. Yeah. Because it could have been like, <laughs> I don't want
1: to say like adoption could have been your plan B, but I mean, it's, it could have been a thing. Like you could have been trying to have your own kid and then it could have been an adoption that failed. Like I, so I yeah, would say it, so you could so be either, girls. you
0: could define. Yeah. I throw that out there because I use them inter- interchangeably for myself. Yeah. I am, you may hear me say I'm kidless, kid or childless, after infertility, because it is, yeah. I also say by circumstance because infertility is a circumstance, and I tried adoption, like other things. So just yeah, I I feel like a I lot. pretty much say after infertility, but I don't think I knew about like the um, by circumstance one for a while. Like yeah, so I think that and I think my... I did the I think I did the opposite of you. I I think when, yeah. when we've talked, I've always said childless say, yeah. by circumstance so I think it whatever registrates or resonates with you is what's important um chasing creation made a new hashtag do you want to explain yeah, that her a little and,
1: bit um, Tanya Hubbard counseling yeah. I think is who um they came together and they um I think that the I think it was the child free not by choice or or childless, mm-hmm. not my choice. There was something that was like kind of being hijacked. I don't want to say that that's, or maybe just like childless and child-free.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so they merged their crews and came up with embracing childless. I love which, it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great one.
0: I think that explains me right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're trying to embrace a childless. Yeah. Life, I, I don't guess. feel
0: kidless per se anymore. I don't feel like something is taking that away from me. I'm content with it. Yeah. I'm embracing it. And hopefully someday I become kid free. Yeah. And actually, um,
1: the childless, not by choice hashtag is how I fell found many, many people. Yeah. It was like a light bulb, like, Holy cow. There's all these people that are like me. Like you, you don't even, I don't think if you're not in that situation, you don't realize how isolating it is. Yeah. Like I know basically know people who are close to me in my personal life that have dealt with infertility that have ended up childless. Yeah. Like I know very few people directly. So I, I mean, think it's a
0: outside of this community, meeting you guys through this community. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anyone. No, like in my normal day-to-day life, I don't think I really know anyone either. So Mm-mm. um it's interesting. And I think that's why our pod and our group of friends are starting to merge and work out so well is we came to these these landings totally different, even from an online perspective. Like, I never once googled being kidless or childless, and never used a hashtag because, in my mind, that was an unacceptable realization until this last year. Like, yeah. I think about a year and a half, maybe no, probably like two years ago, I started saying infertile mm-hmm. sometimes, um, but it took me a long time to even like really give my body that characteristic. So that way right. I could forgive it. So I never followed any of those people. And now I've am like personally connected to so many of the staples in that community. Yeah. And it's because I came through it, through the chronic illness, through the endometriosis, yeah. that was my whole base Journey. of followers yeah. and who I followed. And now we've merged between the two. And I like, I love it because I feel like I missed and maybe that that's part of my healing. I miss a lot of content and a lot of like personal relation in the people who have space. been there. Yeah. And people who have like
1: really been there and been in the thick of it. And like, I don't think putting out content is my strong suit. Yeah. But I think that there are people who th- that is like that is what they are are there for. That's what they Agreed are great for. Like too. Katie from Chasing Creation is really great at putting out content. Aisha from Mind Body Revival Coach just amazing yeah they are and there are people who are really really good at it who you are missing out if you're not following these people because they've been through it there or they've some of them are in the thick of it and yeah um, are just
0: creating all these beautiful things so. and I think next episode we record one-on-one and put out it is about having our own small gang. And I reference that now because for me, it's been very important to identify with these descriptors, identify with these communities as I move through them. Because I think one area that we do a good job talking about pats on our own back, which I, you know, love giving us. I love Um, patting myself on the back. You deserve (laughs) it. I'm learning (laughs) that. Uh, One thing we do a really good job talking about, but I feel like is missing from the endometriosis community is talking about infertility, Mm -hmm. starting to pick up some steam, but for the longest time, if you had endo, you were trying to get to be pregnant. If you were struggling with infertility, there was no child free goal at the end. It was always, well, we're going to go through IVF and I pray for every single one of you. I hope it works. I love you, but that's no longer where I'm at. And so Kind of gravitating to these new areas, like okay, now I relate to infertility and being sad, and now I relate to kid-free. Also,
1: like saying that, I also like want to make it a note that it's not the end of the world if you don't end up with a kid at the end of it. No, it's not. I just, I think, feel like that's really important for me to say because there are times I thought it was like, yeah, I would have, I would have done anything, and I just want people to know like you're going to be okay if yeah
0: if that's and the case for me it's important to like communicate that and communicate that there's like other ways to look at infertility because i think content saying you could be sad you could be infertile and you can find happiness as a kid free adult would have helped me yeah because all i saw was you're sad you're broken keep trying ask for a miracle yeah miracles happen all i saw like- yeah. Miracles happen. You're it's going to happen
1: for you. Positive vibes only like yeah, all that. Javez. And I think
0: that's, I I think that's why I gravitated towards you. Cause I was like, oh man, she's happy. And I think yeah. that's one of the first like messages we had. I was like, yeah, I just, I love that you're happy. Like, I love that. I can see somebody find some happiness. Yeah, I didn't oh, I know that you. was possible. We didn't talk about it, it back then, or at least my no. group's in it. Right. And I, so also there's so many people like
1: now we're really in it. Like we're mm-hmm. really in, in the childless child-free communities or whatever. So we see it all the time, Yeah, but like, it's important to know also, like people
0: still don't talk about it. Not at like all. people still don't talk about being okay without a kid. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I advocate outside all the time. I advocated, um, in DC, I got asked if I had kids yet. And I said, no, random guy. <laughs> right. <And sure. laughs> he like, their business, yeah. Ever. Right. Got asked like a second time. And I was like, no, I'm not having kids like period. Oh, okay. (laughs) Want to talk about barbecue? (laughs) Yeah. I'll talk about barbecue. Thank you. (laughs) Like, it's just not a thing. Don't worry about it, bro. Yeah.
1: Like also it's none of your business, like reasons it's none of your business.
0: I just wanted to be like, Oh man, you're wearing a red shirt. Oh man. You like blue shirts. Okay. You wear green over there. Like, it's just a, a fact about you. It is. And I, and I never have a
1: problem answering it, but when it's like the first thing that I'm asked and after that, it's kind of crickets, like there's nothing else they can relate to. That's when it bothers me.
0: Yeah. So I do like the fact that I'm not so sad and not feeling like I have to justify it anymore. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm just like, no, I'm not going to have any. And I just like to like nonchalantly say it if I can, if I feel that way at that day, because it's really funny to watch people be like, it is. oh, you you can choose that?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think like, that's why I'm really lighthearted about it often too. Like the other day with a random girl, I'm like, oh no, I don't have a uterus. Like (laughs) I try and make it funny,
0: but it probably makes
1: them more uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) I know. I just, it's, I think that's something I've learned that I really love about the kid-free community. And especially the people we know, like Kimberly and Marciella is that they just be like, I just don't want that. Like Why is that a question, right? And I think it's really interesting to be able to just be like, yeah, you don't don't have to get there. And I don't have to explain to you because I don't want your pity.
1: Um, Actually, we probably should define kid-free. Okay,
0: so I'll I'll get the overall definition and then we can kind of talk about the two big spectrums. Um, Being kid-free is whether you come by circumstance or usually by choice, you don't want children. You don't want children in your life personally i say you don't have any i like you you don't want children now yeah. i'm not a stickler if in 5 years you decide you do want a child okay you could be kid but free for a short term there are also those people who don't think that that's traditionally yeah. free some kid free community get upset if you change your mind and they get yeah. upset if you hold on to the place card saying right now and yeah. i i personally don't care because i think if you don't want kids you don't want kids yeah, I don't care that much either. But um,
1: but I get it. Like if that's like important to you, then you can think whatever you want. Um,
0: okay, so what do you think? Um, Kid free by choice is. I mean, we've kind of talked about it. Yeah, just you don't want it. And for me, that just means you don't want it. Period. A lot of people they identify with. You've never wanted it. You've yeah. never wanted to be a parent. Just not a thought. Whether you knew that from birth or you realized later on in life, you don't have to follow the traditional path. Yeah. You yeah, just don't want to be a parent. So what about after infertility? So that's where you land and where I'm working towards. I think it's, we just took a different path there. We had at one point wanted it. We have something preventing it, whatever that circumstance or thing might be, or maybe, you know, usually, I mean, I specifically after infertility, it's because you can't and then you just decide eventually that you want to quit being sad and you yeah. want to be happy in life. And that is embracing a life without kids. Like yeah, it doesn't matter why you got there, but you're going to embrace being who yeah. you are. Yeah. That's pretty much
1: what I always say. Like you're going to fully enjoy and embrace all of the things that being
0: without kids has to offer for you. Yeah. And it, for me, it's just like, there's a healing aspect and this is how I, like. I think this is the two paths are really different most of my friends that are kid free by choice, they never had it tied to their worth. They never felt sadness about it. And a lot of time it's just like them walking in their desired path. They are the person who they are meant to be. They've never had a question. Like, you know what I mean? That type of person, like agree. And they, and they're happy with it. Yeah. If you are coming there by circumstance of any capacity, usually have something that you've mourned, and something that you're finally healing from or healed from. That you've from. moved past. Mm-hmm. There
1: there's definitely something to the less versus free. Like yeah. I'm not less without a kid. Yeah. Which is how you feel sometimes if you're childless, I am free because I can do all of these other things. Yeah. So I definitely think it's healing. It's a it's definitely a spectrum though. Like it's going from childless to child free. Like there's yeah. all of these gray areas in between. I'm moving yeah. my hands a lot,
0: so it's like <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the circles <laughs> there's there's a ton of gray area and I think why it's really cool that we kind of fall in these categories and why we are gravitating towards people it's really fun to talk about like your different walks of life and why you got there and support each other like there's some yeah so we talked I about think hall if passes. you're willing to learn
1: yeah if yeah. you're willing to learn there's so much to learn like it's cool
0: yeah we talked about hall passes earlier where it's like We get this from the population that does not agree with adults not having children, we get this whole pass of like, oh, but you tried. Right. Oh Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, you tried. But we'll we'll forgive you, poor little Sue. Right. Right. So we I think when we graduate to Kid Free, if we desire to graduate to Kid Free, yeah, we get a lot less stigma around it. Yeah. I would agree fully
1: like okay, you've decided not to pursue adoption. You've decided not to pursue surrogacy. Like you're almost forgiven, which Mm -hmm. there's nothing to forgive. Like I'm not asking your permission to be child-free.
0: Yeah. Um, but it doesn't get as much like hate and it goes back to your troll online. Like the minute she found out you had been infertile. Yeah. Okay. Backpedals. backpedals. But the rest of you, I still hate like, no. Yeah. Yeah. You all (laughs) should Mm -mm. not be at, you
1: shouldn't be teaching kids like. That it's okay to not have kids. Well, yeah. it is. It is
0: okay. It's definitely just alone, fine. You also don't there. have to be a wife or a husband no. or a dog owner. We're, our We're in our own back. damn yeah. lanes. We're not even related. Yeah. People
1: who are moms get hate for being bad moms if you breastfeed, if you right. give your kid There's, a bottle.
0: This if world you, is just judgment food.
1: Everybody is just mad at each other and like. It's not okay. Like just yeah. mad at each other. Just
0: let everybody do whatever they want to do and move along. So I like talking about like our paths and our, our attempts at having kids. Cause it's part of our stories on this pod, but in general public, like the years of me going, well, this is why I decided adoption isn't for me. This is how surrogacy went. Like, yeah. I'm not going to answer your check boxes to prove that I tried hard enough to have a kid. Yeah. You I also not, don't not think I to. should even have to tell you that I tried to have a kid. No.
1: Nope. You should not, you shouldn't have to prove it to anyone. If you
0: don't have a kid, you don't have a kid. Like that's my, in my head, it's it. So we've kind of landed there, but let's talk about some really outdated like assumptions. Cause it's yeah. crazy to me that most of the general population falls into these categories so the first one that kind of popped into my mind is the aunt, this the the a childless or ch- aunt who never found the man to reproduce with. Like you weren't ideal enough as a partner to attract a man to reproduce with you. Like that yeah, stigma there's a lot of is crazy wrong with that whole thing. So. We're just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> um. The next one is
1: oh the the poor aunt, my, my aunt that couldn't have kids. So sad. Yeah. So. Sometimes I wonder if Us. that's how I'm, yeah, <laughs> where I'm at. I totally
0: am treated that way, but it's fine. It it, it, it was sad. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm fine. The crazy cat lady, like, or dog mom. We could say both. Mom. Yeah. Or we're dog moms. Just, um, maybe we're
1: living a better life.
0: <laughs> I literally said the other day, I was like, I don't know if dog moms are so popular because we're millennials and that's just like our generation in general, or if because we don't have kids.
1: Right, if it's becoming more
0: of a thing like that, your kid, your dog is your like your like kid. Are we the absolute? The reason being is when I was in DC, I got to meet Nikki. She's going on a yes. girl, our kid-free trip to Myrtle Beach, and we were showing off dog pictures, and I was like, you know, I know what every single woman that is going on this women's kid-free retreat, you know, their dog dog looks <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is how it should be. Another.
1: Yeah, I'm obsessed with it
0: than, that, than them actually I can tell you about like three of their vet visits yeah. <laughs> like, this is who we are so I don't like the crazy cat lady one a little bit less because um I don't like the insinuation that if you don't have children you're gonna just get a you're lot crazy. of cats it'd be weird like yeah or that you're crazy yeah like because I feel like that's a lot of it like because I don't have to take care of a young infant I'm gonna lose my sense like yeah get here. yeah 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the next one is the crazy, the drunk aunt or a fun aunt who just doesn't have. Just kids. say you're jealous.
0: <laughs> you're jealous that I could go out on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night and drink without having to do much else if I don't want to. Yeah, we're fun. We get we're it. We're, I'm I'm fun until about like 7:45
1: when I start my bedtime. <laughs> right here.
0: I am okay to get told. If you guys think I'm the crazy aunt, yes, bet. It does not
1: bother me a bit. No. But you, know, you know who they're going to be more comfortable coming and talking to?
0: Me. You and me. Yes. Big facts. Because we're you're not going to judge them. We also don't have nope. to discipline them. Yep. The Samantha, the women that put their careers above their families and they sacrificed having children because- they want to be part of the group of yeah. <laughs> corporate America. That's um, not my vibe, but I get it. Like, Also, you, you guys know, don't say that about men. Nope.
1: Nope, you don't.
0: So, so
1: yeah. Um, yeah. The last one would be The Bachelor. The never finding a woman
0: to have his kids. Yeah. Which also, if it's by choice, power to him. Yeah. He, if he knew what he wanted to do, like, who cares? <laughs> it bothers me. And I think it more so bothers me that that leads to miseducation and that leads to very hurtful comments to people who actually are choosing this way of life or healing from being put in this way of life and are trying to just be happy and feel worthy and have purpose. Also, can I say I respect someone
1: more for knowing that they don't want to have kids than impregnating 10 people?
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm going back to your troll for a second, her okay. argument of, I just don't want you guys educating young women that they cannot have kids. If that's the choice they make, if they would make that choice, why would we want them to? Yeah.
1: If someone doesn't know, like, why are you going to force them to have a kid? I, 18 I don't do think that. years. I thought at least minimum, like I'm still, I still
0: bug my mom almost every day. <laughs> and she has six of us. So why we've hit on this, but like, really, why does this matter to you, Betsy, to make sure people know um, from like a media perspective, like, why does it matter to you that the message overall kind of changes about being kid free, kidless? Well, okay.
1: So I'm going to use an example. Yeah. A local example to me. So there has, there's a billboard in my Mm -hmm. town that is um, gigantic and it's for a maternity ward okay um, being built from a hospital. This billboard has a giant pregnant lady and it says <laughs> we're expecting. And I'm like, okay, clearly that should have gone through some committee, like, <laughs> because I am someone who has moved forward from my infertility journey. Right. And that billboard is triggering to me. Yeah. Like, tell me how, like staring at a pregnant person, 100% of the time is not going to make you feel something. It's like, so they don't even realize the population exists. They don't. I just think, and like no disrespect, but I think the world is so parent centric. There's a name for it, um, but I don't, can't tell you what it's called right now. But every, you know, everything is targeted toward parents. Everything. It's just, it is, it's like our community exists and no one acknowledges it
0: yeah it's and and I think that plays back to a lot of parents beliefs that we're here to procreate and if you're not doing it the pope said it if you're not doing it you're not doing your purpose and it's just hurtful so it seems kind of weird that he would say that because he doesn't have any kids Somebody that won't have any children sir yeah sir you're hot You also, you you bashed my dog a little bit, but it's okay. Um, Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the, I don't like it because it gives such a miseducation, like not only to the people like communicating with our communities, but to the people going there. So many kid free individuals said, I didn't know this was a choice. That's what I wondered.
1: Like my path was so defined for me. Like you get married, you have kids, like that's just what you do. And now like the way I feel now, I'm like, would I have made that choice if I if knew didn't it no choice? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that I would, because I even remember being like a little kid and like my house was always chaos because there's so many of us and being like, I, I'm just going to have a fish when I get, older. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, you yeah. weren't maybe there. I wasn't. And I'm like, I wonder, I don't know. I don't know because it wasn't a choice for me.
0: It's interesting because when I talk to kid-free people, they usually fall into spectrums. One that was like, it was never a thought because I never wanted it. Or ones that are like, I was in my twenties or thirties before I learned you could, you could just not do that. Like, imagine if I had gotten pregnant younger. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy to me. And then for the people who are getting to kid lists or kid-free after a circumstance of some sort, it really tears down that idea that you, You're not fulfilling your purpose. You're not worthy. You shouldn't be here. And that's just so dangerous. Yeah, Pronatalism is the word I'm thinking of. Boom, she comes in with one too. (laughs) I know it, but I don't know it. I also think it really sucks as somebody who is embracing their childlessness right now. I have a really hard time going out in groups because if I can't talk about kids, women in their thirties just don't talk to you.
1: Yeah. I think that that that's where I'm very fortunate. I have a really close group of friends that don't have kids. Yeah. Like, I think that that's a really important part, but I mean, I obviously I do our have our own small
0: of, gang coming out in a couple
1: weeks. weeks. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think it's
0: important to have non-parent friends. You have too. to, well, and yeah, you can have parent friends, but friends that accept yeah. your life. Right. I, right. I struggle the most. I think when I'm put in situations with new people,
1: like meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah being in crowds is not also my strong suit like it's just (laughs) not I am really fortunate that I have a social husband because (laughs) I I do people probably think I am terrible because I am always worried I'm going to say something super weird which I do most of the time (laughs) that's why
0: I love you yeah (laughs) no No, I I get the are you okay you're not talking I have nothing to say I don't care about your smart human like yeah Sometimes I do sometimes I'm like, Oh, show me pictures. And sometimes I'm yeah. like, I don't care about kindergarten. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I'm not usually like, it depends on the person, but it depends how close they are to me. But, um, unless I'm someone like super close to someone, I do not want to hold your baby. Like that doesn't yeah. do anything for me. Really, We all, I always take a picture with my two nieces and my sister. And I always crop my sister out of it, like, like all of the time. It's like a running, it's a running joke. Like, now. these are my girls. Yeah. Like, these are my kids. And um, I always say, like, I'm your aunt mom. Like,
0: it's a, it's a whole thing. But so I had my, at the time, 15 year old niece live with me for a while during COVID. And it was the most freaking fun experience of my life because. I was yeah. a mom. I had to deal with the shit, but it was so fun to like hang out, but also be responsible and have a continuous like relationship for a couple months. Yeah. I'm so I, honored.
1: I love like my nieces and nephews getting into like the teenage years. Teenage one, years because I, Yes. One, because I am an aunt. So I'm like, kind of away from the drama. Yeah. But also like, it's so cool to watch them like turn into like these cool humans. Oh yeah. Where you can have like real conversations with them. Even my little sister, I've always like wanted to make it really clear, like if you're in trouble, you can call me, and I won't ask questions. Like, yeah, I will come get you anytime, anywhere. Like anything you need, depending on how bad it was. Like I won't tell your parents. But
0: um, so another kid list, kid free perk for us. We can be the ones to come bail you out.
1: Yeah, and for we sure. Bailed
0: out. I mean, I might give you like a little lecture.
1: <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I because mean, if you're brave enough to call me, I'm not going to like. I I didn't know that.
0: Maybe it's Kaylee in Kansas City correction facility. I'm gonna need you to drive here. (laughs) Let me just real quick hop on a plane. Although (laughs) don't worry, I can tough out eight hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's wrap this up. Let's talk about why this is important to us. For me personally, I, I wish I had known that I didn't fail at something that my body couldn't do. I wish I had known that you could be happy and I could get there. Cause that would have given me some hope when I felt like there was no hope <laughs> at all. Right. Yep. I fully agree for the general population. I just think it's pretty crappy that we hate on each other for everything. And yep. this is an area I can help educate. So I'm going to scream at you in the kindest way to tell you to back off my friends yeah. because they don't want to have a little minion period. Yeah, correct.
1: Um, I think for me, it's really important because like I said, if I'd never found the hashtags, like I wouldn't have found half of the people that um, are some of my, the best people in my life. There's something to like, not feeling so alone. Like you aren't the only one that you has gone through this. Yeah. And you can't just connection is really important to me.
0: Big facts. You can be happy. B let's talk about a couple ways real quick that we are happy as non-parents in our oh, 30s. Yawning. Yeah.
1: Let's end it Um, on a good
0: note.
1: Do you want to hear like my perks? Is that where you're? Yeah. Um, one of my top perks always is my quiet house. Like yes, I'm very, um, sensory sensitive, like I'm a highly sensitive person, whatever. So like the ability to have a peaceful home is Mm -hmm. tremendously important to me. Also like the ability to drop everything and go anywhere. Anytime. Um, if I want to, drive an hour for a day date. Like we can do that if we want to stay the night somewhere, like anytime, if we want to travel
0: anywhere, we can do it. So yes, I I think the flexibility in my life is pretty cool. I have thought about it recently. Like I do things like Sunday afternoons. I usually leave my house for three or four hours to grocery shop, to work out, to do my things. And I probably would at least feel more guilty (laughs) having like three hours to myself every single week. Um, but I don't as a grown ass woman. So Correct. that flexibility is a huge thing for me. That also plays a role. Like I could go to the gym at different times. I can sleep at different times. Yep. I can go to the gym in the morning or at night, whatever I want like, to do. it's It's just for me, like I can just yeah. go places. I had
1: the capability to practice pound as many times as I needed yes. to.
0: And you slayed, oh, I don't know about slayed, but I survived. <laughs> For somebody that owns their own pound work drumsticks, which maybe you should give a little overview of what pound is, um, yeah. I thought your technique looked spectacular. Thank you. So
1: Pound is a rock out workout. So you basically have weighted um, rip sticks is what they're called. They're like drumsticks. And it's just like a series. It's like a cardio workout pretty much. So it's a lot of fun. You're rocking to music. You're getting a lot of stress out. Um, And so I got certified last July, but I've not really been brave enough to teach on my own Um, until this past weekend. I co-taught a class and it was very scary and um, very rewarding for me though.
0: It's so amazing. Uh, if I had to give you guys a closing message, it'd just be to speak your truth, advocate, so we can yeah. start tearing down these stereotypes. Follow us on Instagram at Not your Mama pod. Yeah. Check out our previous episodes if you haven't listened to them. We will put a question on Spotify that you can answer. You can leave us a voice note on Anchor. Email us any gentle corrections. We may not air them if we just realize we're idiots, but you could tell us we were wrong. We, sh- we try and correct ourselves though, but sometimes
1: we are just idiots. Otherwise, B, what has this been? This has been the greatest episode yet of the Nacho Mama Pod. Bye. Bye.